0: Welcome. I'm Rabbi David Lyon from Congregation Beth Israel in Houston. When we open the book of Deuteronomy in the Torah, it is the last of the five books of Torah. In Hebrew, the book is called Devarim, which means words. And the first couple of words of the book of Deuteronomy are Ela HaDevarim. That is, these are the words. What follows are the words that Moses spoke to the Israelite people as they made themselves ready to enter the Promised Land. Imagine the words and instructions that Moses wanted the Israelites to know and do before the end of his days. Moses knew that he wouldn't enter the land and he would soon learn that his days were coming to an end. Moses' words would affect the legacy of the Jewish people, the Israelite people, to this very day our own words will not likely be as indelible but it doesn't mean that they can't leave a meaningful impression too so the question remains for us and by way of a lesson that moses provided what speeches and instructions would we wish to leave our families our friends our co-workers how would we like them to remember us through our deeds Our legacy doesn't begin with the day we were born, it begins with what we inherited from previous generations, how their words, wisdom, and faithfulness shaped our life, and what we will leave others to finish when we are gone. But what of the past? Very often we speak of our life experiences, some of them positive, some of them negative. Sometimes we have to overcome so much that was a burden in our childhood. So what of that past? In Deuteronomy, Moses implores the people to value justice. He says, Hear out your fellow Israelites, and decide justly between anyone and a fellow Israelite or a stranger. You shall not be partial in judgment. Hear out low and high alike. Fear no one, for judgment is God's. So to begin, we take a cue from moses instructions and as we evaluate our own place in the world today and consider the past and also how we want to create the future in the legacy of our own life moses instructs us fairness among us is an obligation he says hear out low and high alike it's a direct reference to fairness that is due the poor and the rich, and to cases that involve small and large matters too. And though we rely on our own justice system, and also on settlements between parties that never reach a court of law, our tradition leaves ultimate judgment to God. Even so, as we consider the past, And we want to be fair in our judgment long before it might ever reach a court of law or even to come before god in the end of days so to speak what obligation do we do you and i have to be fair to be judicious in our words and our assessment of matters of issues of people and their words too if we really are the grown-up in the room if we really are the non-anxious presence then perhaps we have to be in a sort of way in the role of judge too don't we do it all the time with our children and grandchildren if we're employers or supervisors don't we act as a judge in many ways if we can be judicious if we can be fair to all to be sure that we honor the obligation of fairness between people, then we may be in effect, without even knowing it, building our legacy for our family, for our coworkers, and to earn their respect and esteem too. And perhaps because we might not have been treated in the way that we would like to treat people today, we can build our legacy by understanding the past, what it was, what it couldn't be perhaps to let it go or even to forgive it but making a commitment to ourselves to be sure that the present and the future are different what of the present taking a cue from the role of a mentor as moses was for his successor joshua the best teachers lead not just by words they also lead by deeds we know it and in hebrew That word that describes the book of Deuteronomy, divarim, it means words and things. Now some have noted that speaking mindfully and truthfully can create communities of trust that lead to many positive outcomes. But speaking disrespectfully and dishonestly can transform words into things, which become tools for insurrection and dislocation of community and heritage. To be a mentor is also to prepare the future and for one's successor in the family, in business, and in one's faithfulness. And so in the present, in the moment, sometimes in a heated moment, we have to be the non-anxious presence in the room. We have to be able to turn down the temperature, so to speak, and to find that our words can be effective when we use them in a proper way to affect positive change, to hear people's concerns, and to adjudicate the issue properly, to be sure that without the court of law before us, we can bring people to a sense of fairness and judgment so that everybody can go home peacefully at the end of the day. But if our words cannot be words, then, even as the Hebrew word suggests, divarim can become things. They land heavy, they sit like concrete, They don't move, affect, or initiate any positive change. They don't land in us emotionally or even intellectually. They just hurt. And so the way we choose our words, either in the moment or even after some time for consideration, which is proper in some some cases, we'll find that our divarim, to use the Hebrew word, can always remain words at their best and not things. their worst. So we've considered how to transform the past into something better and also how to stand in the presence and be sure that we can affect the changes that we want to see in a meaningful way. But what of the future? Torah ended with a promise, not an inheritance. That is, Torah ended with a memory of Moses. In the last few verses of Torah we read, that Moses was the greatest prophet who ever lived. Never again did there a prophet live like Moses in the Israelite community to lead us into the promised land. There the biblical promise would be fulfilled and our people would be sustained. That was the hope. That was the promise. That was the legacy that the people of Israel would bring with them even though Moses would not accompany them into the promised land. And so when our life's legacy is told, it should include a promise to sustain our faith, our good judgment, our experiences and memories. It might be reflected in a home, a building, a school, a legacy, a foundation, you name it. But in the ways that we remember those who are closest to us, it isn't often what they left us to put in the bank. It's often the words, the messages, the lessons, the way they acted and comported themselves. And sometimes if they were fortunate, they did leave buildings with their names on it. We need those kinds of gifts too. But in the end of our days, it isn't really a bundle or an inheritance at all that should be remembered about us, but rather how did we affect a a generation that would learn from us how to speak, how to use words, how to pass judgment, to be sure that we were constantly building the family we love at home, the neighborhood and the city that we've come to contribute to and to benefit from, but also those with whom we've worked, how would we like them to remember us? Without the words that Moses spoke to his people, the land that flowed with milk and honey, which would be God's inheritance to them, would have been the end, but not the means. Instead, many centuries later, to this very day, modern Israel has transformed a land of potential into a land of plenty. The question that lingers is what will we, who are still in our prime, do to honor our past or to improve upon it, to build in the present, and to leave for the future to complete? The answers reflect all of our sense of faith and commitment, perhaps to the obligation that we have to God in whose image we are created. But if it isn't to God, God's self, then perhaps simply to each other as human beings who strive to live to a very high standard of moral responsibility. The questions have been posed correctly. Now, what will we do to build the indelible answer that we would like people to remember about us. I'm Rabbi David Lyon from Congregation Beth Israel in Houston. To listen again, to share this message with others, find it at sunny99.com or at my podcast called Heart to Heart with Rabbi David Lyon. You can also find it at the iHeart Media app. As these summer days and fall season come, We have to prepare to appreciate the seasons of our own life. There is a past that continues to grow. It isn't only our childhood memories, it's also the places we've been and the deeds we've already done. Some have been magnificent and we're proud of what we've accomplished. But sometimes there is regret and remorse. Judaism, like other faiths, provide a means of repentance to overcome and be forgiven for the things that we couldn't help but are committed to doing differently in the future. It helps us to stand firm on our own two feet and to face the present with people who are dear to us, to be sure that they understand that while we are not perfect people, We are people who recognize the difference between right and wrong. And the legacy we wish to build with others begins at home with the people we call our loved ones, our dearest family and closest friends. But beyond it, because we are people of the community and people of the world, where we go, what we say, what we do is a part of the root of that Hebrew word, divarim, that means words and things. And if we wish, at most, and more often, to use our words to be heard and appreciated, to be leaned on and counted on, then we need to be sure that we take the time that is necessary to find the words to express ourselves thoughtfully and meaningfully in the best of times and the worst of times. And I would dare say that currently in our world, we're faced with challenges to dig deeper and to find the words that express ourselves in a meaningful way so that others can understand us, even if they don't agree with us. Everyone is entitled to his or her opinion, but if we wish to be heard, we also need to find the words to express ourselves meaningfully. If we don't, it's a choice, sometimes a consequence, But those words become things, and things can become all sorts of things. We don't want to give people ammunition if we use words that are hurtful, because the thing that we use instead of words will be used against us. We don't want to give them ammunition by offending them or inviting them to offend us. We don't want to give them things that can harm us physically either. Just to make suggestions or accusations that aren't fair or just can also be reasons why people will come back at us. If not now, then later. Our reputation is something that some teenagers misunderstand. They think a reputation is always negative. Of course it isn't. A reputation can be very positive. Consequences can be very positive too. but which ones we desire, which ones we will earn, is completely up to us, and you know it. So we have to decide now, as our week unfolds, to understand for ourselves as leaders, as mentors in the places where we live and work, how will other people learn from us the difference between words and things, how to be fair and just, long before we might ever come before a court of law, to be sure that the place where we live and work is a place of fairness, a piece of justice, a place of peace. It really does begin by regarding those who came before us. Even a Moses was a mentor to his own people who led them, but not into the promised land personally, but with all the words and all the lessons and all that they needed to inherit, not by way of abundance, but by way of lessons for the future of their people. I'm Rabbi David Lyon. Thank you for joining me this time. I look forward to being with you again next week as I wish you good words, good lessons, and good health.